Well, I'll say this. If we're talking about controlling the narrative, that would be like the head topic, controlling the narrative, uh, a narrative, right? And then what you just talked about would be, hey, you know, because that be sub, you know, yeah. under, because that is a form of control the narrative. You, 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 you get a little more narrower, but, but, but from the broad sense, we're talking about the narrative of what life is. What is, you know, why are we here? Uh, what is man's purpose? You know what I'm saying? If you think mm-hmm. about it, uh, that is the question that that's that's even down at the level you just talking about, Nick. We have to we have to figure out our purpose. So there is the big heading, yeah, you know, controlling the narrative, and then there is the sub. And so the thing is, is that when we make sense of the big, we can start making sense of the sub. But you can't make sense. I don't. You can't. Yeah, I, I understand. But you can't make sense of the. Can you make sense of the big? Without understand agreement on the sub, without an agreement, it, it, there has to be an agreement somewhere down here. There has to be some type of coalition. Okay, now let me let, let me let me tell you what I'm thinking when you, when I say sub. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm talking about when it get down to certain groups, like the blacks, you know, and the. Uh, uh, um, uh, Europeans or right. whatever. This is what I'm talking about. And then to get even more narrative than that, because you, you got the black Americans and the white Americans. So, uh, but in each of those, um, you know, geographical si- situations or demographics, if you will, somebody has to control the narrative, right? And right is right. If you control the narrative, you can set the standard for everybody else. You understand what I'm but, see, so, but we but, know we know that's our problem. Right. We somebody else controls our narrative. Right, right, right. And that's it, it, and that's why I said we have to get to the point where we can learn to see. Let me just go ahead and see. Fear has creeped into our community. Fear. I just fear. Because no one wants to exclude anyone. We still we know who controls our narrative, but we have gotten fear in our community where we won't take back control of our narrative. You see what I'm saying? You look at, you look at it, we look at it, let's just look at it from black and white. Let's not even add the other colors in. We know the situation we're in just in this country, right? We know who controls this narrative, but at, at, there was time in the past, even though we, we lived in a separate quote unquote America than everybody else lived in America. The black community was a totally different America. Now we talked about them burning down our towns, burning down our city, but we still controlled our narrative. That fear has creeped into even our church now, to where our church don't even control its narrative. Nick, let me push back a little bit on that. You said creeped in, right? Well, I you I was being nice. Well, it well, it, 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 well I said when you say creeped in, or was it creeped in, or was it forced in? It was forced in. They put hands on us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Violently. But it's been violent since we've been here. When do we start letting violence? You see what I'm saying? The violent and a little piece of the freedom. So now instead of dealing with the violence that, that's put upon us, you can just say, well, now that ain't how I think. That ain't how I feel. I'm over here. 
you just gonna try to separate yourself from the group. Well, let me say this: what, what, when you say fear creep, then what are we afraid of? The bottom line is, we're afraid of losing what we got, the money. That, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. That's that's what we're afraid of. A little bit you got. You ain't really really got got none. Yeah. So we that's that's where when you say when what what we the fear of and some people afraid of death now. But but, but our ancestors knew what the what the so to speak the prize was. Mm -hmm. The prize was us overcoming, us becoming I guess free. To do, to you know, to be or equality, whatever you want to call it, whatever, whatever you want to put the put on 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 the prize. But right now, our prize now is our possessions. So that's why when you say creeped into the church, the church no longer want to preach the way it, it should be preaching because it could lose its exempt status. Now we got to pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? Now we got to. The, the, the church is afraid of losing. Not not so much a, 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 a worrying about saying what needs to be said, and we worried about the consequences that comes with saying what needs to be said. That that's that's what happens. That's that's what we're afraid of. We we know you know when you say you know it creeped in. It was it wasn't creeped in. It it was forced in. But by the fact that if you say this, you're gonna lose this. And most of the time, us. We put more value on what what we're gonna lose than what needs to be said. This is true. So, so, okay, but, so. okay but, go ahead, Juan. If you get back to the group, let's talk about blacks. What is the fear that that uh, that that uh, crept into the black community? And I'm talking about when I'm talking, I'm talking about, I'm talking about black America. I'm mm-hmm. not just talking about you know. Uh, local black group. I'm talking about Black America. What is the fear that crept in there? Well, it, it, it was. I, I would say, from my perspective, it was twofold. Fear. One was what Greg said: losing material thing. People like it. They knew we wasn't afraid at one point to lose our life. So what do you do? You give them a little. You give. You give them a little more bread. You give them a little more entertainment. You give them a little more material things, and people become afraid to lose their material stuff, right? So now, like Greg say, I don't really care about my life. I'm I'm in fear of losing my stuff. And then you give the other people the hope that they can get the same material stuff you have. So now you got a group of people don't want to lose their material stuff, and then you got another group of people that don't want to jeopardize their future of getting material stuff. That's the fear. Because our people ain't never been afraid, afraid of death, but we got some now. Because, you know, you got to look, remember, the men in our, back in our days sat in church with their pistols beside them, praising the Lord at the same time. Ready for anything that came that way. But you don't see, now at certain points, you don't even see men at that level in the church no more. You, you listen, Don't get me wrong. Now I'm going to say this, and, and hold about on. I have no problem with prayer. But as a man, there should be a level of war too. Physically, spiritually, the whole nine. I think sometimes some parts of the church, some of our men are stuck in spiritual war. We keep forgetting the physical war we got to go through. You know, that's what I'm saying when I, I say it. I don't know if you remember we went to um back when Bishop Morton was in um 
in New Orleans. We went to a convention there, and uh, he had. No, I didn't make it to that one. He had security. Literally had security out there. Now every church don't have that, but I will tell you this: I remember after um, the uh, shooting in Charleston. Uh, I know at least, you know, several churches who um, had members who went and got concealed weapon permits, and we uh, we kept it hush hush who the individual was, but they were carrying on that person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They they actually had their weapon in church. Now, some people, some people be talking about, oh, Jesus will take care of us, but listen here. And this is what I always say. The Bible says, Jesus asked us, the those disciples say, had a good man at the house, knowing what hour the thief would come, he wouldn't allow that house to be broken into. Now, I always ask this question. How would he protect his house? Would he done it by prayer? Or would he done it by force? He done it by force. He would have kept that man from breaking into his house, okay? Somebody trying to break in here. What I'm going to do? I'll call 911. But if they keep coming, I'm not going to sit down and I love the Lord, everybody. But I'm not going to follow my leader. My Jesus, please stop this man from coming in. I'm just not. You saw, hey, look, you, you you saw how how was how Peter reacted when he realized that Jesus was fighting a spiritual warfare. Peter thought he would go into war. Peter, th you know, he thought he was gonna get to cut a few people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, did. He, he, did. He, he saw what Jesus was doing. He was like, "Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up." But so Peter was filleting. He was yeah, filleting. like Peter, like, look, I, I'm I'm ready. Let's do this. But like I said, we we. That is part of also implementing, right? Implementation of what of what we want. And and, and like Ronnie said, controlling the narrative. We keep forgetting, we, we've gotten to the point where we have for, we have forgotten that this thing is 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 threefold. It's it's spiritual, physical, you know what I'm saying, and mental all together. We keep trying to leave out the physical aspect, and this is why we keep somewhat falling short. Yeah. Wow. So, Greg, you talked about the prize being overcome, coming. And I think we just kind of talked about it a little bit, but the issue is nobody wants to pay the cost. Mm. We, we want to overcome, but overcoming comes with the cost. Right. And Nick just laid it out as far as the you know, the spiritual, the physical, and the mental, and in that story, now, even the emotional. And when we talk about um, fear, the process of fear, could it be the process of fear is in fragmented collective thought? Mm. Wow. I was, one... just, I was just thinking here, I was just thinking here, you know, we talk about overcoming, and I look at how in our world we see that, or we have painted that as being business owners, having things, but we don't talk about overcoming in our thinking, overcoming in the way that we see things, overcoming because you still have a good segment of our population that still haven't overcome mentally. A proof 
And the putting is all the killings we have back on black crime. So you have to ask yourself, have we overcome or have we settled for things? Mm. Wow, wow. Mm. <laughs> we, we've settled for things. If you ask, it, it, ask my, we've settled for things. It, is that the question you ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we are settling for things. Right. What they call it, uh, immediate gratification. Mm. Right. There's no longer the long haul, the long fight. We don't, you know, I've tried to practice now, and I know you gentlemen try to practice. We try to practice like our ancestors practiced three, four generations out. But we have a group of people in our community now that only practice right now. Yeah. Right now doesn't get you anything but right now. Yeah. But, let, but, let, but let me make this. Have we truly overcome if only a segment of our community have overcome? Absolutely not. No. And and then what's the definition of being overcome? Well, well but I mean, it goes it, back to... It, it ain't even a segment of us that overcome. I don't think no, none of us have. No. No, but, but it goes back to, once again, we we have no idea. Uh-oh. What? Uh-oh. What, over, <laughs> what overcoming is. Because because we don't got to the point, Nixon, you know, like I said, have, or, or you asked the question, have we settled? That we have allowed the, so to speak, the goalposts to be moved. But majority of the time when we talk about the goalposts being moved, we talk, we talk about it being moved far away to where we can't reach it. We have allowed to get back to control of the narrative. It gets back to we have allowed the goalposts to be moved farther closer to what beyond you know we we have been given a false goal so to speak so we have we settled yeah we settled for what they gave us they gave us just enough to keep our mouth closed so we think that's the prize we don't look beyond what we what we can what we can obtain what we what we what we got right now our ancestors understood what the true prize was. We think, like you said, our, our, our thinking is long as we, once once we got integrated and we can shop where they shop, we can have, live where they live. We think, we, we think that's the prize. His ice so, water colder than ours. And his ice water is colder than ours. So if we can drink his, the same, drink from the same fountain he drinking from, we done made it. What we realize is that's that that's not the goal. That's part of the goal, but that's not the entire goal. So now that we 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 don't settle. The question is, did we settle? Yes, we settle for whatever they want to give us to move on. But have we overcome? Absolutely not. We have not overcome. And so, and if we don't do it, and once again, it, this, this word that, that that seemed to keep coming up and. Uh, I'm not sure we know what that word that the uh, or can we obtain it? <laughs> I, I can say no. The definition of can we obtain it until we do it collectively? It's not going to happen. And when, I, when when we use the word collective, we're not talking about everybody. See, there right. has to be a movement that changes. It has to be just. It don't have to be a whole group. We got to, so we got when we say collective, we got to stop talking about every black person in America. There has to be a group that comes to together and make a decision that we're going to shape shift the future. Yeah. But Nick, we're not going to get nothing from it. We're just going to shape shift the future. That is what our ancestors did. 
Right. But what it boils down to, like I was talking about, you're right, it won't be everybody, but it would be a good segment, a good portion. Right. And, I, and I'm thinking about what Jesus said when he was getting, he was talking about when he was setting his kingdom up. And it's in the book of Matthew. He said, and as much as you did to the least of these, my brothers, we have left out the least of these. We're only concerned about us and not the least of these. And I think that's the problem. Well, let me ask this question, because Greg, you, you posed the question or, or the statement of the goalposts. And that's getting back to the nature of the of our topic today being centered. Are we running toward the wrong end zone? <laughs> <You're Marshall. laughs> Are we running toward you said we dizzy running? <laughs> are, are we running toward the wrong end zone of instead of where God wants us to be? Or the the end zone of humanity or mankind? Right. Well, well, we sell we sell it for first down. Hey, hey, hey! Answer that question like we hit you in middle school grade. Right. Right back. Hey, so we there's no longer touchdown. We as long as we get a first down, we all right. You follow what I'm saying? So, mind you, you get you get no points for first downs. First downs only give you opportunity to get points. But we think if we get a first down, we're good. You know. So, you know, I, I don't know if we run into the end zone, but I do think we're selling for a first down. Just give me a first and 10. Wait, 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 we we won the game. But what Randall was saying, of course, it remind me, any of you follow football, Jim Marshall, that, that, that used to play with the Vikings, he, right. recovered, he recovered a fumble. Right? Yep. And he went to run and he ran right. to the wrong end zone, ended up scoring, scoring points by the other team. By the other team. <laughs> so when Randall no. said that, it reminded me, I'll say, are we scoring points by the other team? Absolutely. When we do things that's detrimental to the team or individually, you follow what I'm saying? If, if I, if, if I, if it takes a team to win a game, you, you said, unless you're playing golf or whatever, but if you're on a team, it takes a whole team to win the game. So if I choose not to block, you know what I'm saying? Or, or if I choose to just say, Hey, let me, let me get my, my goal is to get a hundred yards this game and I'm going to rush for a hundred. And, and after I get my hundred, I'm done. I don't care if we win or not. I, I got my hundred. My name going to be in the paper. You probably said, as long as I'm trying to get my name in the paper and not for our team to win, that, that's that's when we that's when we're scoring for another team. And we got that, a lot that of that going on. And we, we got a lot of that. that. We, we got, got a lot of that going on. So if I if, if if I can live in their neighborhoods, if I can work where they work, if I can, you know, because now you know now my name is in the paper. If we're going to use the sports analogy, my name is in the paper. They they they, they allowed me to they, they get my millions. So you know. I'm all right. My name is in the paper. So the rest of y'all, I don't know what y'all going to do to get y'all name in the paper. But mine is. But you know, when you think about the concept, let, let's just talk about the concept of a team, right? Whether it's on the business, you know, whether it's down to a sports team. If you get someone on there who is not, who don't have the whole team's best interest at heart, they're only, you know, concerned about their own 
you know, advancement. That's going to be a weak link, right? And it's going to be in that particular person. So that's going to show us in order for the team to win, we got to, we got to get the weak link out. Those who don't have the interest of the team at heart. But and let me and let me say who don't have the interest of the team at heart. Let me give an example real quick, Greg. Okay. Let's use the civil rights movement because I, I for a long time I couldn't understand. I, I, for the life of me, I couldn't understand why would someone send their child to a school and expose them to that terror of walking through the school by themselves. And as you study and as you read and as you 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 read uh, uh, E. Franklin Frazier and you read these other books, these people that was doing this were sending their kids these. They didn't consider themselves us. They were the Negroes. We were the niggas. Right? So those were the people that was wanting to get the 100 yards and get their name in the paper. In other words, getting your child in that school and getting children that lived around you in that school was not going to do the group a whole great deal because every black person was going to be able to go to school that their way. Only... Those group of people are gonna be able to go to those white schools. You just you see you follow me? Only those group of black people that had that type of money were gonna to get to go to those white schools. Rather, west of the Negroes and the niggas had to stay in their communities. So why did you go? Why did they go from fighting for education equality to desegregation or, or, or seg in integration of the school? Because those see that's how you that's how I identify those that want the hundred yards. See, when you're doing stuff that's not gonna get the whole group in, it's just gonna get you and the people like you in. See, that's where our problem started. I'm just using that as an example for the hundred yard runners. Those were the hundred yard runners. Well, let me sort of you know push back. Yeah, push back. I didn't want to use that, but yeah, you, you did. Every rain, <laughs> every rainfall starts with a drop, right? Yeah. And so did not them making that move set the stage or actually call to attention the problem. And what pro what was the problem? The the problem was uh segregation. This problem was Jim Crow and when when the family when the family when the problem when it finally came into into being. The thing is, man, is that when you have a society, right? Mm -hmm. God has created mankind to be able to dwell together, right? Now we segment ourselves based on our culture, based on our skin color and all this stuff here. Uh, we do that and basically we all are accustomed to the way we're used to doing things. But when God created mankind, and before the table of nations in Genesis 11, and then the separation at the Tower of Babel, before all of that <clears throat> happened, they did things together. They were able to dwell together. Now, if you can, if you say that different races cannot live together on this planet, there's a problem. If we can't live together, what's the problem? Because you're trying to say that God made a mistake, and this is the way I have a problem. God didn't make a mistake. The problem is man with his proud behind, 
he refused to humble himself because in order for me to humble or for in order for me to to live with you, I can't put myself first. I got to put your betterment first and then you likewise do mine. You put me first. That's what don't happen. We don't yeah. have that today. We don't no. have me putting your well-being before mine and you putting my well-being before yours. That just don't happen. There's a blockage and that blockage is me, myself, and I. It's that trinity of separateness. Mm. <laughs> Thus, said the one. <laughs> <laughs> so gentlemen let me do this let me do this let's 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 try to bring this thing to to a head here if you will i ain't ready uh ronnie <laughs> <laughs> <just missed it. laughs> to 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 the place of being centered um and using a biblical or scriptural perspective of this process and I, i'm definitely i'm swinging this question uh towards uh warren when i say this we we talk about where did we get off base about being centered and one of my findings if you will has been uh i think it's the book of isaiah the either the 14th or the 16th chapter where it talks about lucifer being dismissed from heaven lucifer within himself decided that he was going to set up his kingdom and that he was going to be, quote unquote, in the same light as God himself. I think that we have in our society, in our way of moving, we have all been under the, how do I put it, under the drug of LSD. When you look at the drug LSD, it is a hallucinated drug. But when you look at the letters L, S, and D, uh -oh. you look at Lucifer, Satan. Satan, and the devil. And have we not, and then if you want to bring it into a more modern time, ego. And I think all of the things that we're talking about is the ego of man has separated himself from being centered and following the pattern of getting back to the place of cinder and so what do y'all think when we talk about being under this spell of lsd or our ego mm. that has always been our enemy i mean not our enemy but our alt our there's no day without night right and one can't exist without the other. So, and I think, you know, Warren said, Warren spoke on it earlier when he said that, you know, God gave man will. And you can almost, you can say that will was also, will and ego is the same thing. Because I, I your, your, your will feeds your ego. So, And get back to the basics, we have to remember who we are as a, like, I think man with our ego, we think we are more than what we really are. And at the base, we are still really only animals, right? 
And the basic premises of, a, of an animal is uh, what they say, the what's the first law of nature? Self-preservation, right? But we're supposed to be able, in the image of God, we're supposed to be able to rationalize. And under the hallucination of LSD, it has taken, taken away our ability to rationalize and to constantly just focus on that animal instinct of self-preservation. But that wasn't how we was created. Right. I, I right. Would say this, In the I, image. But, but I would, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. We stop at the animalistic part of it, but that's not who we are. And yeah. I think that becomes the problem. Go ahead, Warren. I, I think like that's what Satan come in and he cut us exactly. off. Then. Exactly. I, I like to say that it it keeps us from rationalizing correctly. We rationalize, we just don't do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that the the quintessential example of all center thinking is what Ronnie was talking about. You see it in the 14th chapter of Isaiah and then the 28th chapter of Ezekiel. Satan, Lucifer, he, you know, he was the first one who had off center thinking. You know, the angels, although they didn't understand God totally, they understand, they understood him uh, truthfully like us, you know, understand him truthfully, understood him truthfully, and never ventured outside of that. Uh, some kind of way, Lucifer ventured outside of, you know, God being the ultimate. And just think about it. How can a creator thing think you can overcome the creator? That's like Pinocchio trying to put the the, the creator on a puppet strings. It Jalepi. just don't happen. It, 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 it just don't happen. And so uh, that was he's the quintessential example of uh, off-center thinking. And so we, you're right. We buy into it. We bought into it. Ronnie, you're right. I, 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 I like that analogy. You know, yeah. uh, uh, LSD. We've bought into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it goes back to what we talked about before we start recording. This is Greg Ruff, and you guys are on my front porch. <laughs> it, it goes back it that came full circle <laughs> it that came full. so we all everybody wants a backup group they want to be the lead singer <laughs> and, and, and once, and once I get lead it ain't good enough I gotta go solo Cause so, I'm in the, I'm in the back looking at the back of your head like I should have the five. <laughs> if I was saying, even, even though you started the group, Nick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but that's that's what it boils down to, man. We, we I no hate longer, it, rougher. You know what I'm saying? You know, we we no longer we we ain't even satisfied. Like I said, with being the lead singer, we got to go solo. So, and that's. That's, that's what we are, and, and 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 before, if you go back to it, you talked about how how uh, when y'all was talking about in Isaiah, in Isaiah where uh, Satan did what he did. Not only did Satan do it, he had to spread it. So now it go. Now he took that to Genesis. You know what I'm saying? So now we go. So he had to spread that to Genesis. Now you got you got Adam and Eve thinking the same way now. Right. Right. But I'm saying he had to spread that because he, he, he got punished for what he was thinking. But then he didn't he take half angels with him? He no, did. no, a, a third of them. A, a third. third. He took a third. So so and now he's seen what that did for him. 
And so now he's judged of the fact, now I'm kicked out the group. You <laughs> <Tell> tell <laughs> me. I'm kicked out the group. Now y'all got a, now y'all got a gold record. <laughs> now I got to go to one of y'all or two of y'all and tell y'all, man, that ain't, that ain't what it, well, look at Warren. Every time you turn around, they talk, Warren getting all the credit. Right. Every time he getting all the credit, you follow what I'm saying. So that's that that's that's how this thing happened. Right. That's that's how and that's what's ingrained in us now, and that's how we operate. And until we <laughs> get back to what we was talking about, until we realize that we are flawed individuals, we are not 100% correct in what we thinking. Uh, and five, you know, agree on what is. That's such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to continue to operate in error. Yeah. We're going well, to continue to operate in error. Like I say, how you... Go ahead, Juan. I was going to say, I, I was just thinking as you were talking, where Satan uh, missed it, he, he didn't understand how God could be both the lead and the background at the same time. <laughs> God can be in both places. Satan didn't understand that. He didn't understand, understand that. Yeah. <laughs> well, God didn't understand that I'm not present. Yeah, exactly. Well, God, God, mixer board was different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm, 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 this is going to be my very last statement. I think the place that we're talking about is being centered. And I, I think at some point we have all agreed that the place of being centered has to be within um, God, um, the divine grace of God and his, his, um, his power. And I think one of the things that, that drew um, Satan out, or excuse me, Lucifer out, um, that continues, that he used against uh, Adam and Eve is the simple fact is one word. Um, it's just being obedient. I didn't I, I hear the word, the, the crickets chirping, but if we were obedient to the divine will of God, his word, his, 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 his voice that comes, then it puts us in a place, at a place where um, we would see the power thereof. We would see yeah. the, the, the essence of him but because we choose not to be obedient, we choose to follow after the disobedience of Lucifer, the accusatoriness of Satan, and the actionable um, misdirection of the devil. It causes us to miss the, the very presence of God. And so, gentlemen, we come to this place where I want to lay, let's, let's um, get off the porch. It's getting a little late. But um, any last words before we get off the porch? Yeah, let me say this in closing. You was talking and um, what Satan attacked was what Jesus said that we should live by. He said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Well, Satan attacked the word of God. He asked Eve, has God said? He cast doubt into what God said and what God meant. You understand what I'm saying? And this is what Satan does with us. He, he would attack the word of God. What he said and what he meant. You know what I'm saying? And so this is how we get off center. Or I ain't going to say off center. That's, this is how we get off of the path to finding centeredness in Christ. Is uh, we, we uh, 
uh, don't hear what God said, or we let Satan make us doubt what God has said and what he meant about what he said? Well, you know what? I'm not even sure we're hearing God right now. You know, um, as far as, you know, at that point, he, we're taking that which Satan says as, as a whole, as gospel. Um, because it, it feeds into, once again, uh, uh, humanity. It feeds into us being um, selfish. It feeds into it feeds into our flesh. So we, we we take that as as being the holy grail, and we have to understand as as has been said earlier that, and I think you said it one or two. We take accountability for each other to realize that it's, it takes if you don't make it, I don't make it. If I'm saying because that that, that that leaves room with us being. Uh, who we are if you make it now i got envy so now i i try to get what you got and it, without me without without you understanding if you help me get what you got you ain't got to worry about me taking yours what i'm saying so i think that's that's where it, it that's where we, we we fail as 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 we say as this human race that we don't we allow our, we don't understand that it takes it's going to take me helping you even though i have so to speak made it if you want to call you know put a put a label on that but it's going to take me helping you get to where i am and then once you get to where i am we both can move beyond that together and we just don't have that that mindset and and that's what it's going to take for us to to get uh so to speak centered Nick, you brought Absolutely. it to the table. Close us out. All right. I'm a I'm a I'm a follow with Greg. Greg, we hear God, we just don't listen. You can't help but hear, just like you couldn't help but hear your mother and father. You just didn't listen. And what I mean by that is, you know, I would sway us into what I say about exclusion. Our parents tried to get us, you know, separate us from certain kids that we knew was no good for us. And we knew that was gonna lead us in the wrong direction. So mom and dad tried to make sure we were separated from that group, but we wouldn't exclude those people because we felt we weren't gonna be cool if we went around those kids. But then as you start hanging around those kids, you start getting in more and more trouble. You start realizing like, okay, mom and dad was right. So. I use that example to say until we learn to exclude and get back to operating as a group with the same interest and the same purpose and the same understanding of God, we continue continue to find ourselves scoring points for the other team. We could continue to have 100-yard runners getting their name in the paper, not worrying about who wins the game. We're going to continue these things. So I'm just going to close with that. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we hear God, we just not listening. And we need to get to the point we are not afraid to exclude others out of the group. Because as long as you, as long as you, we allow others in the group that don't agree with what we agree with, they're going to, once again, AKA play Satan and take a third of the angels with them.
that's my closing remarks. Well, as always, it comes to that time where we have to get off the porch because it's getting late. Fellas, good night, good day, or whatever it is. Later. Peace. Cut them off. <laughs>